0: This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 27. I'm so excited to reconnect back to one of the primary sources of transformation as we discuss on this podcast, which is mindfulness. A lot of times the simple things are the things that makes the biggest difference and we tend to underestimate the power of it. So I hope you'll enjoy the podcast this week as we talk about reconnecting back to our lives and to the... remaining part of 2021. We have four months left and there's a lot that I know we have all been thinking we want to complete before this year is over. So I hope you take the moment to enjoy the podcast this week, as well as connect back to your lives with mindfulness. Now, I get asked all the time, how do I manage working as a surgeon and doing the podcast and coaching and all of the other passions that I have, as well as being a full-time mom to three kids in elementary, middle, and high school and really balancing and integrating all of these things in a way that makes sense for my life. And what I've shared before and I just want to re-emphasize is I am able to enjoy these different parts of my life but just Accepting that there is no 100%. Yes, I would love to do each of the things to that A grade or that 100% mark that we all want to, but I accept that sometimes some things are going to be a little messy. Every day I have a focus and I just continue to keep that focus in mind and accept a little bit of messiness in the other parts of my life. I had a hard time with chaos. In my work, I'm very methodical. And it's, as you can imagine, surgery is not something that accepts messiness, right? So so my training and how I've spent the last 15, 20 years is being methodical, being organized and having this expectation of perfection, or as close to perfection as possible. And I found that expanding to all parts of my life and, and just paralyzing me into making choices and doing things because I couldn't get to that perfection. And it was really keeping Me stuck in what I wanted to do. So it took a lot of soul searching, a lot of exploration to recognize what are the things that it's okay to be a little messy, a little imperfect, because that imperfection means that I get to do it, that I get to experience that. And so I would say that's one of the key things that has allowed me to maximize my productivity is to have clarity on what is in my life, build focus on where my energy needs to be. For that moment, for that day, for that week, or however I'm structuring my time. And to build habits that allow me to automate some of the simple things that that I don't need to be thinking about and making decisions on a daily schedule so that I'm not bogged down by decision fatigue and at the end of the day, I just feel exhausted and totally drained. We create habits so that some of these things are automated and it just happens and we don't need to think about it. I hope some of those thoughts are helpful for you. If you would like to know more on how I design and implement my most productive week. I am happy to share that I finally have it available on my website. You can go to www.sorenitywellnessmd.com forward slash productive week and you will have access to a ebook that allows you to see how I structure it and allows you to implement it for your own life. I also include a a meditation and journaling exercise that's recorded just for you and you'll get to use that and get to the right frame of mind so that you can create your most productive week. I hope you enjoy it and I would love to hear your stories on how you have maximized your productivity. I also wanted to welcome you to join me in a webinar that I'll be conducting in a few weeks actually September 21st Tuesday at 9pm where I talk about how do you maximize your productivity and I share my Three secrets that have really changed how I have taken control of my time, my energy, and productivity so that I don't feel like I'm pushed to the limit and working nonstop. I really am able to enjoy those moments of fun and relaxation and still get all the things that I wanted to done. So I would love to see you at the webinar and I hope you enjoy this week's podcast on how to reconnect back to our inner self and her are interferes with compassion and mindfulness. So excited to welcome my guest today, Odelia Aini. She has built her own journey and is passionate about helping busy minds find calm and awareness in their everyday lives. She is a holistic nutritionist, meditation teacher, wife, and mom to two boys. And I know she has lots to share here today.
1: Hi, Adelia. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Serene. Thank you so much for having me here. I am so grateful and excited. I'm so excited to have you here as well. So I'd love
0: to hear how do you balance your journey of finding yourself and being an entrepreneur and being a mom, and especially during the pandemic times, right? Where it's all had to make some changes. In and really change both our expectations and our experiences. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear more about your journey and how you've managed to find your voice in that journey. Especially if there have been any situations of burnout or
1: overwhelm. Yes. So it's been a very interesting journey. And as much as we see the light at the end of the tunnel, we're still not fully there. And yeah. I can tell you that it's been it, it's been crazy because a lot of changes happen, right? I I was let go of my job and when COVID started. But before that, I actually had to work from home. My husband was working from home. My kids are seven and a half and four, and (laughs) they were running around the house. And it was just crazy. It was one big chaos. And as much as we were trying to, I don't know how to even say it. We were trying to help them and guide them and try to Mm -hmm. be there with them we also had work and we also had to cook and we also had to clean because now everybody is at home and it's just so much we had to it was a chaos and this is exactly where I found meditation because the chaos was so high and the stress was so high that I just Exploded, mm-hmm. And from this explosion, something amazing came out. And this is where I understood that things happened for me and not to me. Because what I had to do was in this chaos, just stop because it was about to explode. So I had to just stop everything, excuse myself, find a quiet space. And I found myself breathing. I found myself breathing. I found myself finally finding the space that I've been meeting for a while and I didn't give myself this opportunity. And when I came out of that space, I was the mom that my kids needed. Mm -hmm. It took me maybe 30 minutes in there where I was breathing and I was Mm -hmm. curious about this space, about this quiet that I found inside. And I found myself meditating. I was actually in the washroom. I locked myself in the washroom. I think as moms, we all have to find places. I totally agree. I agree. All I needed was a drink in there but when I came out of there I had I was breathing I was different I felt hey I did something for myself finally after such a long time and because I was curious I said I have to do it again and again and that night I sat by myself and I found myself meditating mm-hmm. and this is exactly how meditation room came mm-hmm. up yeah oh I love that there's so many things
0: resonated for me I love what you said about things happen for me not to me and what a beautiful way to to reframe sometimes difficult things that happen. I've always believed that whatever is happening is for the good. And sometimes it looks like it's explosions and chaos, but at the end of it, it is something good that is going to come out of it for us. I think the whole experience through the pandemic has been a little bit like that. There have been moments, keep thinking, why is this happening? And and when is it going to be over? But there's definitely a lot of insights and growth and changes that have happened because of the pandemic that perhaps might never have even been explored yeah Yeah. and I love this space of curiosity space of non-judgment there's no judgment in that space there's just it's full of loving kindness and compassion and that is the space where really we can all grow and nurture our own self let alone anyone else who you know we're we're providing care for but that's such a beautiful space and being curious is where our creativity like expands we get to think more do more and be more in that space because we are curious. We're like, oh, I wonder why this is, where else can I apply this? How else can I try this? So I think that's such a beautiful space to be in. So tell me when you were first thinking about meditation room, like how did you, first of all, share a little bit about, about it. And then how did you envision that? Like, what was your vision for what it was going to be and how has it grown?
1: It was, well, before meditation room, I started with network marketing, which Mm -hmm. was a huge, huge change in my life. This is where it all started. I am in a wonderful company that helps me grow. And after that experience of finding that space and meditating, I was talking to my friends and I realized that there are so many parents out there who are feeling the exact same thing as me. I'm not alone. And let's just create a space for everybody to sit and find that space with no judgment, with love, with understanding understanding and being able to look at yourself with love, especially with the experience around us. Sometimes we use judgment or we think we see things in a certain way, but we're not actually seeing it the right way. We have filters in front of us. The sky is blue, but there's filters. So let's do it together. And I started bringing my friends in Mm -hmm. and say, you know what, you don't have to do anything. You don't even have to sit in a meditation pose because it's not easy for everybody. Let's not force. Let's just listen to it while you're cooking. Just do it before you go to sleep. Just find a few minutes. It has to be fun. It has to be easy and it has to be the space that you allow it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how it all started.
0: Well, that's great. And what you said is so true. If it's not fun and at least easy for our brain to comprehend,
1: then it's going to put
0: up all these reasons why we shouldn't. A lot of times people think of mindfulness and meditation is this is this thing that it's difficult to achieve because you have to have all this free time and you have to be sitting in a particular post or you have to and I've heard some people even say oh is it related is there any religious connotations with it etc so there's so many preconceived ideas about it that's really just preventing that personal connection and by making it easy and simple and fun it just makes it so much more accessible for anyone to really try and do it I love that and really this concept of mindful parenting I'd love to explore that a little bit more with you and just see how do you know especially now I feel like there's so much chaos and you have young kids and so do I and they just run around and you think okay how do I really find myself not yelling and find myself in a place where I can even
1: enjoy them that's right that's right it's so true because again before that experience I was that yelling parent I was actually not a fun person at all but once I found that space and I started practicing twice a day because I fell in love. I I found myself observing them. So there's chaos, and that's what you do in meditation. The chaos is there. You're going to hear their screaming, you're going to hear them yelling, and just Be aware of the noise, the background noise, and just let it be noise and look at them. And by not yelling and by listening from the heart, you can actually coach them, not even guide them, coach them to do the right thing just by asking them questions and let them figure it out by themselves. And they'll just come to the table when they need to, and they'll pick up the toys when they need to just by asking them the right questions when they need it. But it takes a lot of practice. Practice. I <laughs> I admit I'm not perfect. I have to be in that awareness myself to help them do it. If I don't create that space for myself, then it's I don't always see it. So mm-hmm. it's a process. Of
0: course, I, I think even people who have been practicing mindfulness for a long time will say it's still a journey. Yes. <laughs> because absolutely. just because we experience mindfulness once doesn't mean we live there. It's an active journey of connecting and reconnecting and really exploring that. I remember one of my coaches actually when i was struggling with my teenager at the time one of my coaches said serene parenting is like being a coach you are your children's coach and yeah. you got to figure it out what would you tell them if, if this was someone and how would you explore their thoughts and all of that what i found fascinating was when i started approaching it from that perspective i had a very my my oldest he is by nature very much into debating he loves to debate anything <laughs> that's just how he is that's how he explores the world. And and I don't like that. I don't like to debate. I'm like, why do you have to argue with everything I say? He's like, I'm not arguing, I'm just talking. And that's his <laughs> way. And when I started approaching our conversations with curiosity and saying, I wonder, I wonder what his thoughts are. So when he would say something again you know, what I would consider against what I said, instead of saying, Oh my god, he's so annoying and he's just doing this to annoy me, why does he argue about everything instead of automatically jumping to that thought? I would instead say to myself, hmm, I, I wonder what he's really thinking I wonder why he's asking this and and really connecting myself to that moment with him and and over time I found and I told him I said listen I am not someone who just likes to argue different viewpoints just for the fun of it so I just want you to know that when you do that on and on then you're going to drain a little bit of my energy and then I don't get to participate in that discussion as much so he tried to understand a little bit where I'm coming from and I work to understand a little bit where he's coming from. But one of the best things that came out of it is that we had these beautiful conversations and just, I learned so much, really. We learn a lot from our kids, but I learned so much from just thinking about, oh, I wonder what it could be and exploring that. And the best compliment I got from him was about a year later, something else was coming up and I said, why don't you go talk to your dad? Because I'm really busy. No, I like to talk to you because you really listen. And I I was like, wow. And I think it's a blessing to be connected to my kids, but it is... Is a process, and it comes from listening to them. It comes from being in the moment and not having this preconceived thought. Oh, he's going to be just annoying me. He's doing this to annoy me because honestly, I don't think kids really think about us. They're really thinking about themselves. That's right. But but I think just being in that moment and being curious and really connecting, they understand the difference between that and someone who's just listening. So you can say the next thing and move on with it. You know what I mean? Yes, yes.
1: So we come to that. Conversation without judgment, mm-hmm. right? We listen from the heart and we mm-hmm. see them. It's when you observe them, you see that my kid is tired and mm-hmm. he already been through so much. And with online learning, mm-hmm. he already had so much screen time and they just try to look at him the way he is right now and realize that his reaction comes from a place of needing a hug. Because sometimes mm-hmm. all it needs is just a hug and a kiss and I love you. And mm-hmm. then it just Shifts the energy mm-hmm. and you just pull him out of this spinning and his yeah. head and the situation he is now, and he's open. You mm-hmm. he open him to listening, really mm-hmm. listening to you. So I agree. I agree. So true. So true. Yeah.
0: And as you balanced, or the word balance sometimes is not even the real <laughs> word here, but maybe juggle. As you're looking at exploring motherhood and your your schedule and trying to figure out both. our own personal growth? And how do we grow as humans? Because we're all growing as humans, regardless of whether we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whenever, until we die, we're growing. So how do we explore our own growth and the needs of those around us? And that could mean children, that could mean your significant other. And in some cases, it could mean maybe you have an aging parent who lives with you, or you have your commitment to your community members. But how do we as humans work through that? And that's a huge question. I realize I was just asking you, but I'd love to explore a little bit about where our own personal growth and journey is and finding fulfillment. And at the same time, also knowing that we are tied through visible and invisible strengths to others. And we have those relationships to nurture as well.
1: That's right. And it is something that we have to juggle. It is something that we're not going to be doing the best at everything. We can't. We're humans. We mm-hmm. only try. So yes, we have commitments and our commitment to our uh, immediate family and our commitment to the community and our commitment to everything around us. Absolutely, you are right. But I think that finding the balance, and again, it's not easy, but when you do everything that you do from the minute you wake up and the first step that you take from your heart and with good intentions and it's not always going to work but when you do that I believe that things will fall into place I believe that you will take the right people with you in your growth I do believe that we attract right the law of attraction we attract the people that we want and want us into our lives and I think that this that as we grow and we want to help and be with certain people, they will want to be with us. The people who do not see the way we see and do not feel the way we feel will somehow just not really be there. Maybe they'll be in the same universe, in the same house, in the same, but things will shift and we always take the love and the people that we wanna take with us.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And and I love the the philosophy of the law of attraction for sure. Just understand that we are attracting what we put out there. And I think there's definitely a lot of work that's been done in looking at affirmations and mindfulness and connection with that. But what I really want to talk about more is just as we find our journey, what are things, for instance, in your life, what are things that you have found that has helped guide you in determining, okay, this is where my growth is. And and maybe it, it, it wasn't the most obvious path. It wasn't like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. But and the reason I'm asking is this is because one of the questions that I've heard a lot from, from people are, this works for you, but it's not going to work for me. Mindfulness is great for someone else, but it's just, I don't think it's a good fit for me. And I'm not saying that everyone has to have mindfulness in their life, if not their life is unfulfilled. No, definitely. I mean, we can all choose what we want in our lives. But I'm just curious when we explore, what are the things that really form connections to help us get to our next phase or our next layer in life. If you think of life like an onion, right? So we peel away the layers and we discover different things about us. There are things that I still learn about myself that I'm surprised at I'm like, I didn't even know that I could do this. (laughs) This was something that, you know, so there's so many things. And I do think that this growing and learning is part of us like living our true purpose. I'll say the podcast as an example. I was wanting to do it for a long time, but there were a lot of fears There were a lot of limiting beliefs. There were things that kept me stuck in that sort of old layer of the onion. And I needed to shed those layers to be able to come here. And there were many things along the way, talking about the law of attraction, there were many people along the way. There were many circumstances, experiences along the way that helped me realize, okay, yes, this is For better or worse, this is something that I have to do because I believe in it so much and I know it can be a voice for others. How we met, for instance, is totally, it was a random fact in universe. We met on social media and we connected through mindfulness and we find these threads of connection. but I'm always curious, what are the things that really like guides these connections? So I'm just curious if you had any thoughts on when you're finding your path, what are some things that you found just really helped you realize oh yeah wow I'm supposed to do this this is because it's a lot easier to say I don't know what I'm supposed to do and just let the confusion in the moment
1: keep you stuck where you are I I I understand I totally understand and this is something that I was debating with myself for such a long time what do I want where do I want to be when I grew up and I'm in my 40s now when I grew up what do I want to be and it's about time because I thought. here is a judgmental thought. Mm -hmm. I thought that at this age, I will be in a totally different place but we have to just do the first step if you and this is a message to all the whoever is listening moms dads whoever is out there and is feeling like they're they don't know mm-hmm. just do one step start looking start searching start talking I don't believe in coincidences mm-hmm. Coincidences. Mm-hmm. I believe that we are exactly where we need to be you and I we had that connection we had the Connection of the word mindfulness between us, but it's not by fluke. It's not. It was something that was meant to be. People that come into our lives are meant to be. How long we don't know, but we all have messages for each other, and we all have relationships that hopefully will last for many years to come. But the first step is the hardest. Mm-hmm. The first step is you sweat. And when I started with network marketing, I was sweating. I I was <laughs> told that I have to do live videos every time I do a live video I I use Mel Robbins method of counting down five four three two one because these five seconds is where your subconscious mind starts telling you don't do it I'm scared nobody's gonna watch your videos and then comes that light that tells you you have a message someone needs this message right now you're being selfish if you're not sharing this message so I'm sure that your first podcast was so stressful, but (laughs) every one of them, exactly. Every time I press the live button, I'm sweating (laughs) even now, but that's good. That's good sweat. It means you're out of your comfort zone, right? It means that you have a voice and you're making sure that people hear the message and you're making sure that people know they're not alone. And this Mm -hmm. is so crucial now for people to know they're not alone. People are struggling. People Mm -hmm. are having, and we see it on social media, right? We can't talk to people outside. So we're and so on social media, but we see people struggling and needing love and needing a hug. And sometimes all you can do is just tell someone, I'm sorry you're going through this. I'm here. You want to talk? We'll just move the conversation to a private message, but Thank I'm here you. for you, right? It's so true. Being able to do that is also something that I personally had to push myself out of my comfort zone. And again, I'm thanking network marketing because it gave me that kick in the, that I needed to say, Odelia, you have a voice. Don't be scared. Mm-hmm. Don't be scared. And this is so important to tell people don't be scared. Don't worry about what other people. Think mm-hmm. it's what yeah. your voice that is telling you that matters.
0: True, and I think that even just hearing, right, for people to hear that, yes, even now this is I don't know my like tenth or twelfth episode, though it still is nerve wracking because I'm still thinking all the technology stuff. Actually, it's yes. the technical stuff that freaks me <laughs> out. I'm like, I'm gonna screw it up. But the reality is that we all feel fear, we all feel anxiety, and we all worry. Oh, something is going, something bad's gonna happen. Are you gonna, you're gonna. Mess Mess it up, but in reality, so what? Yeah, maybe this is not going to be a perfect recording, but so what? You know, so what? or maybe when I put it out there, there's a little blip or something, and that's what I remind myself to is exactly like that. There is a message that this could help someone, and even if it's not perfect it's still going to make a difference. It's still going to be something that could be the difference for someone else. And when we shift the focus away from all the ways that we are screwing up or we are doing something wrong to all the ways that this could be a force of love and change and, and good for someone else, I think it, it does actually does make it more empowering. It makes it so that it what we're doing is a force of change. And I think that's the most important thing is as people are experiencing Exploring what their voice is and what they want to explore and see if they want to make a change. Maybe they explore and they realize, you know what? I love where I am. And that's perfect. Then you grow where you are. Growing doesn't mean that you have to quit your job and do something different yes, or any of those exactly. things. It could mean that you love exactly where, being where you are. And maybe it's just a few tweaks to, to be more connected, to to be self-compassionate, to have a little bit more fun with your everyday life. Change can be in so many different ways so i think that any kind of exploration both of yourself and of your environment your loved ones relationship etc it's all perfect there's no writing we all have our own journey and and it's just getting started and seeing what happens for sure
1: that's right it's about enjoying right enjoy have fun wake up and make sure your calendar has at least three fun things during the day Mm -hmm. it's to do everything you do it from joy. I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's about connect, that.
0: Connecting to that moment of joy. Yeah. I love it. And as we work through maybe some limiting beliefs and some of the challenges that have come up for you, what is a mindset shift that has helped you in that process?
1: Oh, it's a lot because yeah. I come from a traditional family and I come from a lot of, we can even call it judgment. I mm. love my family, but you should do it this way. You shouldn't do it this mm. way. And don't take... Uh, all kind of beliefs that something bad will happen if you do it, and always make sure your shoe is uh, not upside down, and all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff. That don't do this at night. Don't tiring. It's yes. tiring to let go. I had to go. I had to. I have to take whatever works for me. I have to be selfish a little bit and say, you know what? I don't find any light. This is not helping me in where I want to be as a parent, where I want to be as a human being, and I have. to let go because it's holding me back and beliefs that have nothing to do with where I want to be like talks about money and that fear and things that we go through in life and you realize it has nothing to do with me I was just in the circumstances I was just there it has nothing to do with me I am here now I am looking at the present moment right it's about letting go of the past and not trying to to look too much forward, looking at exactly where you are right now and being here. And I have to let go of what does not help and does not serve me.
0: Yeah, I love it. That's so beautiful. Letting go really of things that aren't serving you. Yeah. These thoughts are just keeping you stuck where you are. And we have the choice in the moment to decide what we choose to think about it. Yeah, so, exactly. I that. Now, if you could go back in time and chat with your younger self, <laughs> what one piece of advice that you would
1: like to give your younger self? Just have fun. Just have fun. So my whole 20s and beginning of the 30s was fun. I was in the big city. I had so. I became a parent, all of a sudden these limiting beliefs, all of a sudden I started caring things that had nothing to do with me and I have to sleep train and I have to be this kind of mother and I have to be this kind of person and let's just stop and breathe. There are things, there are advices that people are going to give you. That's exactly what I'm telling myself. As the younger mother, as the younger a person, as the person who's just getting married and about to mm-hmm. have a family. Other people's opinion is just an opinion. Just like thoughts are just thought, right? You do what your inner voice is telling you. You have a beautiful inner voice. This inner voice is going to guide you through life. This inner voice is going to make you the best mom that you can be, mm-hmm. right? That's all we need to be. We don't have to be. There's no such thing as perfect mom. There is no such thing as a perfect per- person or parent. There's the best per- person or best mother that i can be mm-hmm. and i caught myself trying to sleep train my older son and this kid god bless him he is such a sensitive soul like knowing him now i would never ever in my life dream of sleep training him because he still to this day wants his mom to lay beside him and he's seven mm-hmm. and a half and people say oh you need your time for yourself and he needs to let go Oh, just yeah. lay beside him and hug him he's not gonna want your attention mm-hmm. when he grows so That's just true. relax and read and laugh and, and now we meditate together and mm-hmm. wh- now we we do we talk about stuff we share stuff we read we do such important things that why would i want to waste this precious time so any advice is just let go of other people's advice i love it that is
0: so true and we also I think try to take one instance of advice or one instance of maybe something that worked and we want to apply to everything. And really children are so individual. Something that worked for one person doesn't work for the other. And we just have to, just as with any other relationship, we just build that relationship based on the feedback that we get and who they are as a person, et cetera, instead of trying to make parenting this cookie cutter thing that is going to just like somehow apply across the board. Doesn't work that way
1: yeah
0: so I I love that and time is short they do grow up so quickly so we we'll might yeah. as well enjoy their snuggles now and and listen to their needs mm-hmm. what do they need to feel fulfilled and to be their own person if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and know more about you where would they find your information
1: as we speak building a I'm working on a website okay odeliaini.com okay it's in the making it <laughs> takes time but I'm working on it and hopefully in the next, in the near future, it'll be up and running, but sure. you can always find me on Facebook, Odelia Jonathan Iney. And on Instagram, you can find me as Odelia Underline Genie J Iney. And Meditation Room, live with Odelia Iney. We're doing live meditations every Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's very early, but <laughs> we try to change it and, and do it in different times of the day, depending on what it is. But But yeah, let's meditate together. (laughs) Yeah,
0: thank you so much. And I'll include that information in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know you more. I really appreciate the time that you've spent with us and all the wisdom that you've shared. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you so, so much. I appreciate
0: it. Thank you so much for joining us today. For my listeners, if there are any topics that you want to hear more, please drop a comment below. I would be happy to add those to our weekly content. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page, or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.